Hello. Finally in two-part harmony. <laughs> so are you just now trying to time it exactly when I say hello? <laughs> exactly. Me, 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 me. Exactly. Like the gosh darn Everly Brothers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I should have gone with welcome. Anyways. <laughs> I didn't never guess that. Uh, welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan and joined by a man who possesses that provincial Midwestern sense of humor <laughs> that everybody hates. A ski. God bless you all. And a man that's been uh, badgered by countless lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Brent. He could brag about it, but he'd rather not. Said it before, I'll say it again. Bitches be litigious. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going over uh, season six, episode 24. Um, Never Yell Fire in a Crowded Retirement Home, part one, which I think has to be the longest title mm-hmm. of the series so yeah, far. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, Brent's going to be doing our recap today. Mm-hmm. I did think I'd tell you there. So those those okay. introductory lines I gave you each, those are original lines from this episode, mm-hmm. as opposed because these... Recycled, yeah. Yeah, so you'll find out in a moment, if you haven't watched it recently, that it is a clip show episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of the part ones and twos tend to be, it seems. Yeah. And, uh, but there were two lines. Now, I decided to not go with these just because they were reuses. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I considered intri- introducing you guys as Mr. 100% Tip Top Mental, mm-hmm. <laughs> as well as a, a man who's uh, too sick even for Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, so do you guys have what? any... <laughs> Why'd you switch it? Uh, just because I wanted original lines from... Because those are no, both... No. like, too sick even for Hemingway. What do you mean? Because... Um, her dream was she was in bed with Warren Beatty, and he's like, "That's too sick even for me." Uh, I think in the episode it was something like that's like he's too sick even for Hemingway. Is when she was writing a book. She... Oh, gotcha. I thought you were talking about um, I know when Sophia you're talking about was that. having the recurring nightmare uh, where she's in bed with Warren Beatty, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I can't. This is too sick even for me." Oh, <laughs> I thought that's what it was. A there was to. another. So yeah. I guess I must have used a similar line twice yeah. in flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Saying something that uh, Blanche yeah. stuff was too sick. Some re- reoccurring uh, themes there. Well, mm-hmm. I wish now I had I seen both, then I would have used both. That yeah. would have been, <laughs> too sick that would have been better, yeah. Yeah. Warren Beatty's still alive, I believe. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, then, you know. Shirley MacLaine's alive. That's good. I think. <laughs> well, you never know when people are listening to this. So by yeah. the time someone listens to this episode, we could all be dead. Yeah. Other than that last person. Yeah. Piper Laurie turns 91 today. I'm not sure who Piper Laurie is off the top of my head. Uh, she was on Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. That doesn't help. Oh, um, I love Twin Peaks. I know you did, but I've mm-hmm. never seen an episode. So. Yeah. I'm going to advocate for a David Lynch podcast next. All right. Yeah. I will do every single one of the recaps. I think we can get through it in a single year. You know, and I will do every one of the recaps. Wow. So, so it seems to me, like I, as a series has worn on, you know, have probably felt less inclination of a follow-up podcast mm-hmm. after this one. <laughs> yeah. But you come up with new ideas for follow-up podcast almost every week we get together. There's no off switch to the genius machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a curse. So what about, curse what and you, a blessing, I guess. On a scale of one to ten, Ski, ten being that you can't live without doing another podcast <laughs> and one being that you'll be lucky to make it through this one. Uh, where would you say? I'll at? definitely make it through this one, assuming the Lord lets me. You sure. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, so, uh, um, I don't know. I really love spending time with you guys. So whether, even if we don't do this, I'd like to do something else. Well, I'm asking but specifically about I, a podcast. I know. I'm gearing it back towards <laughs> if, if we're... I'm not saying will we still be friends. I'm not saying cut off communication. And <laughs> yeah. Man, I hope those guys are doing good. Yeah. Exactly. It's been, what, five, six years now? Right. Bump into it in a restaurant and sort of give himself a, give him a nod across the room, across your mushroom caps. <laughs> right. 
I'll say seven. I'll say seven. Seven, okay. And, and where would you say you're at, Brent? So ten, ten, you can't live without it. One, you can't. It just depends upon the topic. And how well, let's I say feel. you got to pick the topic. Um, I guess seven and a half, seven, seven half, eight, okay. maybe somewhere around there. If I got to pick the topic, I think I would be as high as a three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely willing, but I would say that uh, there are some aspects of the way we do this one that aren't as fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I may want to, I like the idea of doing something a little more free form, I guess, yeah, and a little I less structured. But, but that said, I mean, I'm, I'm down with doing another podcast when this one is done. Yeah. I think I could see taking a break and then, you know, after a couple or a month or so, after I've got my batteries recharged, mm-hmm. I just sit down and I crank out all 26 <laughs> recaps. <laughs> and then we get together. Yeah, we and just have I, like a, a season apiece or something. Yeah, and then it's one of those things that I don't have a lot to do to sort of rewatch it again. And, right. You know, wordsmith, whatever I've written down. Well, that could be an interesting idea. Yeah. Oh, and then my other thought was you guys would not watch it ahead of time. Like, okay. we would get together and we would watch it together. Oh, gotcha. And then we would immediately record afterwards. So I'm getting your immediate impression. Oh, okay. So uh, another thought that I had is that you could write these 26 recaps, but we could still round Robin in as far as who presents the recap. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that would not work. <laughs> and real quick, it would not be just Twin Peaks. It would be the entire David Lynch oeuvre. Okay. So it would be, you know, the half a dozen movies as well. So. I would definitely take that under, uh, I, I, would, I would definitely be willing to do something of that nature. Yeah. So, so we'd have to get together for an hour to, or two hours if it was a movie night. Right. You know, and then another hour after that to record. Okay. Well, we'll uh, I don't know. We've still got a year or so left of this podcast, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm not trying to rush through this one, um, mm-hmm. but at least we have some ideas for down mm-hmm. the road. Speaking of rushing through, I'll do the recap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I did have one listener interaction that I wanted to mention yeah. uh, real quick before we yeah. jump into the jump, in, jump into our recap. Hey, take the full hour. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that uh, Jennifer had sent us a message saying uh, it, it was kind of recapping something. Uh, who's complaining? Well, me. About what noise? Well, you. I will get some earplugs. I pay my taxes. Yeah, yeah. Um, she said that uh, she has no idea why, but even all these decades later, she quotes those lines often, mm-hmm. uh, usually when the band is rehearsing and I'm uh, waiting to hear from my neighbors, even mm-hmm. though my studio is soundproof. Yeah. And I said that uh, if television and movies have taught me anything, it's that rockers are always loud and and inebriated Mm -hmm. and that her soundproof studio isn't going to clean up the drummer's puke off her neighbor's driveway. (laughs) Um, And she said uh, he throws up in their landscaping, protein's good for the soil. (laughs) um, But yeah, that was my only listener interaction. The acid might be degradative. What's that? Oh, the acid? Yeah, Yeah. I suppose so. I don't think I used the right word. I think I just made up a word on the fly. (laughs) I saw a thing the other day, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like, I'm okay with it in theory. I just don't know how practical it is, okay? And so basically, it's a special trash can in your house, okay? Okay. And all you're supposed to scrape into this trash can is your um, uneaten food off your plate. Like you would clear your plate in there and then wash your dishes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Nothing else can go into this trash can. But then the trash can, what it does is, like, like, not a compost thing, but something close to it. Basically, it, like, pulverizes and dehydrates your leftover food products okay. and turns it into, like, chicken and cow feed and stuff like that, mm. which makes sense to me, but it only takes one knucklehead to accidentally throw a car battery or something in there, and then you killed a chicken or, <laughs> or yeah. something. 
Yeah. But it just seems like there'd be chemicals or something. Would, like, people like, oh, I didn't see that straw or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems like you're asking for trouble. Yeah, it seems like something that you only want the person who owns the chicken or cows to use for their exactly. feed. Like, if you had some skin in the game, you know, a yeah. little personal stake in wanting to there, make sure. There are, like, commercial things you can buy. I saw a commercial for uh, a little, like, tabletop, not tabletop, countertop uh, uh-huh. device yeah. where you put your food in, uh-huh. like, at home, and it makes uh-huh. compost. Oh, nice. So you can yeah. do that for... Like, it's just food, though, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, obviously, compost, if you're using it for your yard, is a big difference from something yeah, yeah. that yeah, you're using yeah. to feed Industrial. to another animal. Exactly. So. That eventually you're going to eat yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, all right. Well, I don't have any other interactions to go, nor do I have any food to scrape into your composter. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can go ahead on the recap when you're ready. All right. Uh, so, Golden Girls, Season 6, Episode 24, Never Yell Fire in a Crowded Retirement Home, Part 1 of 2. So this episode was written and or directed by Gail Parent, Tracy Gamble, Richard Vaxi, Tom Whedon, Mitchell Hurwitz, and Matthew Diamond. I'll let you decide who did what. <laughs> the episode originally aired on April 27th, 1991. If I had a nickel for every day between April 27th, 1991 and the day we recorded this episode, I'd have 11,593 nickels. That's close to $580, friends, and that ain't nothing. <laughs> Surprisingly th- less than I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah, you would think it'd only be a little bit better of an amount. Yeah. Like, oh, if I saved a nickel every day, I would have not that much exactly. money. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like the three hundred and sixty five nickels is something. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> um, heavy. Uh, we'll just say heavy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So if you're looking to win some barroom wagers about April 20th, 7th, uh, here are some facts that will help you along. Did you say 20th, 7th? (laughs) (laughs) I have not been speaking well today. Um, Cassidy and I are reading The Hobbit. and I'm reading it to her or whatever. And I don't know how badly I fucked up some paragraph because I know generally she's listening and everything, but I got to this one paragraph and she just stared at me like I was having a stroke. (laughs) Dad, are you okay? Yeah. So yeah, anyways. Uh, so April 27th, facts. Uh, 1564, okay, the ninth Earl of Northumberland mm-hmm. um, and amateur cart- cartographer Henry Percy uh, was born. He was sentenced to 16 years imprisonment in the Tower of London because it was suspected that he had advanced knowledge of the gunpowder plot. He That's kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, so he was wealthy at the time he was imprisoned, and so he was allowed to bring 20 of his servants along with him. Nice. Into prison? <laughs> yeah. I don't feel bad, too bad, don't feel too bad for his servants, though, uh, because while imprisoned, he had the Tower of London refurbished and oversaw the construction of a library, tennis courts, and a bowling alley. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird thing. I mean, I guess, you know, having money does have its privileges, but... I, so. I didn't like know bowling was that old. So. Yeah. Fifteen ninety four. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought or it was 64. more. Uh, 15, yeah, 64. I guess I wouldn't have guessed that a either. Century or two old or something. But. Have you guys never seen the Flintstones? <laughs> well, <laughs> I also think record players were that old. <laughs> uh, so seventeen ninety one. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Samuel Morris, uh, American painter and co-inventor of the Morse code, uh, was born. Uh, I'm sure someone out there thinks this is a uh, long, short, long, short, long, 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 short, long, short, short. So, will you translate? Cool. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if 
there's anybody out there, it's so unlikely because we yeah. don't have that large of a listenership <laughs> to begin with. But I wonder if there's any chance there's someone who's disappointed that I made you tell us. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I thought it was a secret thing I knew. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Have you guys seen the episode of The Office? Where like uh, Jim and Pam are like talking to each other, like tapping oh. on the on the desk. Well, I know you have. Mm-hmm. Saying, you saw the whole series, right? Mm, yeah. Have you seen that yeah, one too? It's good. And Dwight's like picking up on it. He's like, I know what you guys are saying. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so I went with cool. Okay. You know, um, because <laughs> just because like when I was looking it up, I was like, wow, it would be way too long to do Morse code for be sure to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting here for like five minutes exactly. while you're talking about that way. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and then here the nation collectively throws down their pencil in disgust. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm not afraid to commit to a bit, but that one was even too far for me. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that on behalf of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the fact yeah, that you use plural. We're wasting time plenty already. <laughs> What'd you say, Brent? I said I appreciate the fact that you use plural. <laughs> I think it's safe to say we have at least two. <laughs> that uh, is the definition. Mm. <laughs> 1822, uh, 18th President of the United States and Confederate ass kicker, Ulysses S. Grant was born. Uh, 1932, uh, the second best actor to portray Dick Grayson, Casey Kasem, was born. Um, 1942, the greatest session drummer the world will ever know, Jim Keltner, was born. Uh, 1944, uh, Cuba Gooding Sr. was born. I knew nothing about him, just that he popped up as having a birthday on that date. Um, he was also assumably the father of Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, I didn't look it up. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it seems... <laughs> I think there's something least, you can infer. At least a Cuba Gooding Jr., right? That's true. Well, <laughs> if he I was mean, a senior. Because otherwise we're all seniors to start with. We're not talking about the one who did the ice cream truck movie. We're right. talking about a different Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> so, what, yeah, it's what was a, the ice cream truck movie with him you, and Skeet Ulrich? Uh, I don't recall. Uh, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I was about to ask you. I haven't the slightest idea what you're talking about. I, I think it was like it was kind of like the plot to Speed, except it was an ice cream truck, and yeah. it had Cuba Gooding and Skeet Ulrich in it. The only thing I even know Skeet Ulrich was in was like Scream. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the uh, Scream Five. Oh, Skeet was Ulrich, he? yeah. And like he was like the the imaginary friend mm. of like the love child that he apparently had behind the scenes in the first movie or whatever. But he looked like you know modern yeah. day Skeet Ulrich, mm. and it's one of those things that like like if you're a teenager whose imaginary friend is your dead father. Like, don't you think you'd think of him as still a teenager when he died? Yeah, I would think so. He would be like my dad <laughs> in the afterlife is still Ex- aging. Exactly. Especially since, like, he was dressed the way he did as a teenager, like in a white T-shirt and uh. stuff like that. It was just really bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So, Skeet Ulrich movies. Because he has fewer, so I'm sure it'll be easier to find than Cuba Gooding. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Um, it was... The boat trip? Boat trip, yeah. <laughs> uh, way back to the 90s. What was it called? Newton Morris, Texas. I know it was in it. Chill Factor. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah, it what does it was not called. Ring a bell. I'm sure there were definitely listeners screaming at their uh, at their listening device uh-huh. right now. Right. Chill Factor. <laughs> Come on, you idiots! The greatest horror is a horror movie, I guess. Yeah, it's an action. Action film. film. It okay. says like speed on a boat, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's um. It says ice cream truck. Oh, ice cream truck. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you the description to this movie. Okay. okay? And then I'm going to have the two of you tell me what you think the Rotten Tomato score is. Okay. <laughs> okay. A decade after chemical weapon Elvis kills 18 <laughs> soldiers during a test, military scapegoat Andrew, played by Peter Firth, gets out of jail and tracks down scientist Richard, played by David Paymer, in Montana, who shoots him. Andrew then manages to tell his friend Tim, played by Skeet Ulrich, to get Elvis safely um, to safety at a fort 90 miles away. However, if exposed to a temperature higher than 50 degrees, the weapon will go off. So Andrew forces ice cream truck driver Arlo, played by Cuba Gooding Jr., <laughs> to help him transport the device. Okay. So let's see. So we're having a cross-country trip to transport <laughs> a biological weapon. Uh -huh. um, in an ice cream truck. In an ice cream truck. <laughs> And and Cuba Gooding Jr. He is no part of this other than the ice cream truck driver. Correct. He's the ice cream man. <laughs> he's right. just seems to have been hijacked. Yeah. Considering that I don't believe I've ever heard of the movie prior to this, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to assume the Rotten Tomato score is a cool 25. percent Okay. And Steve, uh, I'm going to say 37. Okay. Uh, the correct answer, nine percent. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. I thought about going way lower, but I was like, nah. I should have. I feel like Cuba Gooding Jr. could at least pull yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there's a few like well-known or at least halfway known. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you should get 10% just if you don't have no typos in the opening credits. Right. <laughs> it should be like the SAT. If you get your name right, you get a couple points. That would be fair, I think. Yeah. In the life of me, I've already forgotten the name of the movie. Chill Factor? Yeah, I believe okay. so. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'll skip that one. I was going to um, go with Boat Trip. <laughs> boat Trip. That <laughs> yeah. another cute goodie. Yeah. He played Carmen Miranda in that one. Yeah, I, I believe so. Something <laughs> to that effect anyway. <laughs> uh, 1959, Sheena Easton, who I think is the only person to have a top five hit songs with both James Bond and Prince, uh, was born. In 1981, her theme song, For Your Eyes Only, went to number four. And in 1987, her Prince collaboration, You Got the Look, went to number two. Uh, 1963. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, 1963, Russell T. Davis, the savior of Doctor Who, was born. And coincidentally, in 1986, Jenna Coleman, one of the top five best Doctor Who companions, was born. On the same date? Yep. yep. Wow. Um, just different, uh, 63 and 86. Yeah, yeah. So 20, I don't know, two-year difference? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And 1988, uh, Lizzo, who I would make the case is arguably America's favorite flautist, was born. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might as well. <laughs> I think so. I think I'm on solid ground. Yeah. <laughs> does, Lizzo, does Lizzo play the flute? She does. Oh, okay. That's all I know about her. Uh, then I think you're on very safe ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think she probably sings or something, too. I, yeah. I can't imagine she's just playing top 40 hits on the flute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's pretty well known as a singer at this okay. point. Gotcha. I'd say slightly more so than as her flautist skills. Oh, gotcha. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. All right, you guys ready for Act One? Yes. Whenever right. you are. All right. Uh, so the episode starts off with Rose doing her walk of shame. Apparently, her and Miles went to the Mandarin Rats Keller from some Chinese German cuisine. Say what you want about Genghis Khan, but the man gave sauerkraut to Germany, and for that, Sophia's choice salutes him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like that you can salute Genghis Khan because it's just so far enough, far enough back, and with enough vagaries that? It's okay to salute him, even though he's one of history's greatest, you know, villains. villains. Yes. 
gave a sauerkraut. Well, yeah, but if Hitler gave a sauerkraut, I don't think Sophia's choice would be <laughs> saluting him. <laughs> so, so. You understand how much I love a Reuben. <laughs> that may be true. I guess I'm thankful he didn't contribute anything. I, I've been told, and I, I'm not researched this myself, but I was told that he, uh, a Hitler, uh, dev- uh, designed the first VW Bug. Really? I mean, I don't care about the VW Bug, so I give no salutes for that either. A lot but, of people love it. Yeah, you know? yeah, they do. I don't know if that's accurate. It doesn't that's, seem... He was an artist, but I don't know if that's yeah. true or not. Yeah. So when you but say I've he heard designed it, it a few different places. just like an artist rendition of it that he came up with, and then the people who actually create the cars I, I don't fabricated know. from there? Uh, the, the people I so heard he, from... He, he was doodling, and he's like, ooh, this rectangle, it's a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> the people I heard it from gave no additional details, so that's why... I'm, was that at one of your meetings? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Angry did they sound when they said it. <laughs> Their Fuhrer gave us the bus. <laughs> well, well, go ahead. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I, I cannot confirm or deny that. But yeah. I was yeah. going to say one of my favorite lines was in that little yeah. group. Uh, she talks about how, you know, after they're done eating, like an hour later, yeah. they're hungry for power. Yeah. yeah. That was a solid one. I actually had yeah. that one down as well. Same here. That was my next bullet. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so the doorbell rings, and when Blanche opens the door, uh, she sees Richard Ryle playing Dade County PD's own Detective Paris. Uh, he's searching for Sophia Petrello, and he'd like to ask her a few questions. Sophia runs down her list of police officer synonyms, but stops short of anything that are poor scene adjacent. Uh, Detective Paris asked Sophia where she was on September 4th, 1985. If she was anything like me, she was at home celebrating the discovery of the Buckminster Fullerenstein. Uh, fun fact, the Buckminster Fullerene, uh, fun fact about the Buckminster Fullerene, uh, Croto, Curl, and Smalley were awarded the 1996 Nobel Prize for in Chemistry for their roles in discovery of the Buckminster Fullerene. Uh, but to this day, there's still little advancement in finding a real-world application for it. That is a fun fact. It's extremely strong, right? Like yeah. the, the chemical structure of it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, atomic structure. Yeah, yeah. And it like um has like like a soccer ball type thing. Yeah. It's got like twenty panels with like a three point connector, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, they can't figure out what to do with it. And I just <laughs> love the fact that somebody invents it and ten years later somebody else gets a Nobel Prize for it and they still can't figure out what the hell to do with it. <laughs> Um, so anyways, Detective uh, Press says that Sophia was at Shady Pines in September of 85 and that she was burning that joint to the ground uh, because cops are incapable of not ruining a good time. He arrests Sophia on an arson charge and takes her down for booking. Sounds to me like he was uh, jumping to conclusions with that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah I agree. Like, I just want to say, like, they're going with some entirely uh, flimsy evidence. Mm-hmm. It's it's entirely hearsay at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all circumstantial. And the fact that, you know, she can't, you know, question her accuser. So it's all null and void. Yeah, yeah, the lady, I don't know if you... Maria. You, yeah, she was already dead. Yeah, right? exactly. Deathbed confession or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I put no stock in those. I'm incredibly disappointed that neither of you noticed that reference. Well, oh, jump to conclusions, yeah, from office space. Yeah, right? so they just you did recognize it and just didn't give me even the tiniest bit of credit for it. What did you want me to say? I have to laugh, <laughs> <laughs> chuckle, perhaps. <laughs> I'm just like, not yes, I agree. <laughs> I understood those words. 
I didn't catch it, so it's an Office Space reference. Yeah, have you not seen Office Space? I have. He has a I jump to conclusions map. Yeah, he's the one who gets injured, and then uh, that's what he oh, retires with his money and then comes I up with the game. I didn't make the connection that it was the same freaking dude. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, oh, I don't know why oh, that applies. Yeah. But yeah, that's very clever. I'm okay. sorry. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't catch it. Anyway. No joke is better than the one explained. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is very clever, though. I like that. Well, I'm glad that at least in I'm sorry I, I did not recognize the fact that he was in both. No, no, that's yeah. all right. Anything else to add for the first half of the episode? Well, let's see. No, I think that you guys got it. The only line that stood out to me was the one that we've all mentioned. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, I think I'm good to go for uh, scene two. Okay. Well, I'm not ready to move on yet. Oh, okay. So. Well, I already said I'm ready to go, so <laughs> okay. we're going to have to skip your game. <laughs> He's breaking out a blank piece of paper here. Yeah. It exactly. looks blank, at least. It is blank. I wasn't sure what, how we were stocked on paper, so oh, okay. I, I brought a sheet. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I mean, we have plenty of paper here, but not down here where we're yeah. at currently. Exactly. So Uh-oh. he's got an A and an S. Mm-hmm. Yes. Alan and Ski, I'm guessing. Yes, correct. So anyways, I brought the uh, Golden Girls Trivial Pursuit. Oh, very and nice. so we're going to kill some time cool. with some questions. I was thinking I'd like to play Trivial Pursuit. Um, I was listening to an episode of another podcast, and they were discussing, a, I don't know, there was a dispute as to if a question should be counted right or not, because it was an old edition of Trivial Pursuit, uh-huh. and it was something about what country you know has the most time zones or has 11 time zones, something oh, yeah. like that. And the person said Russia, and they said, no, you're wrong, because the card says the uh, USSR. Gotcha. And so I, I was that just got my, the bug into me of I kind of would like to play some Trivial Pursuit, and yeah. then here, here it is. break it out. Excuse me. Once again, I'm just a vessel for the Lord. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Your> prayers were answered. <laughs> Do you feel like it's really that necessary to shuffle these cards? <laughs> Killing time. Uh, giving our ASMR fans <laughs> a little content. Right. I know that you don't watch new episodes of The Simpsons very often. Do you? Uh, no, I. No, I'm I'm a little behind. Okay. But I do watch it on about a daily basis now. Well, the most recent episode um, that aired, the, the newest episode, yeah. uh, they did one where the Simpsons, it's all shot as kind of like an internet thing where they become internet famous, okay. um, make a ton of money, and then, you know, like it all resolves itself in the end. But during that, they have all these different people doing their internet-y kind of things, uh-huh. like Lenny and Carl and uh, Mo are doing a podcast, uh-huh. uh, and... <laughs> Uh, Patty and Selma are doing ASMR stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking, here's how we're going to do this, okay? Okay. Uh, We're going to play to 10 points, okay? Okay. Um, So I'm going to start and ask Alan the first question, okay? Um, If you get it right, you get a point, okay? Okay. If you get it wrong, (coughs) okay, I'm going to give Ski a chance. And if he gets it right, he gets two points. All right. Um, And then, you know, but if you get it right, you get the point. Then he gets a question. He gets it right. He gets... If he gets his question right, you know, anything. Sure, yeah. So one point if you get the qu- if your own question right, two points if you get the other person's exactly. question. Exactly, yep. And okay. we'll go back and forth, and first person to ten wins. Okay. And obviously if it's a clean sweep, then I'll give Ski an extra question to you know, sure. bring it up or whatever. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, first question, Alan. Uh, who was the host of the game show, Grab That Dough? Um, oh, man. Wink Martindale. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. Steve? Grab that dough. Yeah. I mean, I remember him so clearly, and he yeah. was great in that episode, he but was. I cannot remember what the name of the host was. Because Blanche kept trying to hit on him, and he yeah. you know, resisted her. Yeah. I don't remember. Bob Hope. Uh, it was Guy Corbin. Mm. Guy Corbin. Yep. All right. 
So what was the name of the woman Michael married? Oh, wow, this is going to sound awful for a Golden Girls podcast. Um, <laughs> Nancy. Letitia? <laughs> Lorraine. 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 Yeah. I was wearing it with the L. Yeah. You were closer, yeah. Uh, what phrase did Sophia use to start her stories? Oh, back in Sicily. Or, oh, Jesus. Steve. Picture it. Yeah. Correct. Oh, it's so easy. So two points for Steve. <laughs> that was well deserved on ski and a well deserved loss for me on that one. Uh, what business did Blanche's date Floyd McCallan own? I'm going to say that it was a uh, a restaurant. I'm trying to remember who the hell that is. I'm going to say a car dealership. It was pet neutering. Uh-oh. I have way off. <laughs> uh, where did security guard Alvin Newcastle first tell Sophia he worked? Let's see. I think he... I don't know where he first told her that he worked. Um, I don't know. At the beach. What? Could you repeat the question? Uh, where did security guard Alvin Newcastle first tell Sophia he worked? A school. Uh, Ocean Mist Retirement Hotel. Oh. Uh, who told a small football player, if you learn in life to follow the rules and play fair, you'll be heads above the crowd? Dorothy. Sophia. Correct. Oh, so Ski's got four points now. Yep. Dorothy was the original coach, yeah. and then she couldn't make it because she got kicked out or something, right? Mm -hmm. I, thought, or, I thought Rose was the original coach. Oh, you're right. And you're she right. was too competitive. And yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. So, who did Sophia date that pretended to rob a bank to impress her? I mean, I know it was uh, Mickey Rooney. Um, mm -hmm. Does that count? Uh, Toshiro. <laughs> <laughs> Can we give it to him? I prefer he have. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. He, he he knew it was Mickey Rooney. It's okay. I don't remember the guy's name either. I'm gonna say uh, Gerald Rocco. Rocco, okay. yeah. Uh, which of Sophia's children called on Mother's Day and asks to speak to Queen Elizabeth? Call on Mother's Day. I mean, I would go with Phil. Yep, uh, Phil right. claiming he was the Duke of Windsor. Nice. So one point for me. It was a collect call, right? <laughs> Probably so. Hey, one thing. So, how is this working? Because it seems that I always get the first, um, first. You always ask me first. Uh huh. So, when when do when would I possibly have a chance to get two points if you never ask he first? Well, you finally got one right, so now Ski gets a question. Oh, first. okay. So that's how it goes. So I have yeah. to get one right before it switches. Yeah. Okay. Now he gets the first question. Fair so we've just been going back and forth. Okay. We haven't been going back and forth. It's just been going to me every time. No, As he gets it right. And then after he gets it wrong, then oh. I read the answer. Okay. And then I couldn't come back to you until you finally guessed <laughs> Rocco. <laughs> you guys are just guessing male names all evening. There's Stan. a lot of male names <laughs> in the show. Hi, uh, right, so uh, Who told Dorothy uh, the design of the best dress she owned also, quote, does tend to accentuate uh, your behind while simultaneously diminishing your cleavage? You're saying who asked, who told her that? Yep. I'm going to say Blanche. Correct. Five to one for ski so far. So now you get it. Okay. Uh, what was the name of the star quarterback Blanche dumped by having the cheerleaders give him a farewell cheer? Uh, Ham Leshbow. Uh, Caldwell Honeycutt. You didn't even give ski a chance to answer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he, right. did, he wouldn't have known that, yeah. did you? <laughs> um. 
Kaczynski. Um, I, have the next one. I thought Ham was an extremely good guest. I <laughs> did. That's why I would have guessed. Uh, Ski, where was the dance marathon contest the girls took part in held? Oh, where, like, what? Yeah. Like city or something? Yes. <laughs> well, no, just, just county's fine. <laughs> I think it means the, the location, yeah. the facility that it was in. Yeah. Where was the dance marathon contest the girls took part in held? I want to say, because I remember that episode, and that's when Rose did the crazy dance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know. Uh, All-star performance by Betty White in that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the hospital. Wow, yeah, Jefferson Hospital. Are you giving that to him? The hospital? <laughs> I guess not. I mean, that's fine. You, you, no, you can give him the point. That's fine. But I'll just expect uh, same generosity. Okay. I did advocate for you, Rocco. That's true. He did. <laughs> Whereas I advocated against your point, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave you Bill, even though you didn't say he said he was Collins the Duke of Windsor. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so who told Rose that for giving an impotent man back his manhood, she was such a kind and sensitive and caring person? Let's see. I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Dorothy on that. Mm-hmm. Again, you didn't give Ski a chance. Well, because I'm trying to keep it fair. Because you were complaining that I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ski. Uh, who was the retired deli owner Rose dated that wasn't very adventurous? Like you wouldn't go skydiving or anything. Oh, oh. shortly after Miles, I think. The Moose. I was gonna guess Miles. Uh, so. At what um, point was Miles a deli owner? Well, that's I. I remember he wouldn't go. Well, because then they, they they had an episode where they went skydiving, right? Was that the yeah, same episode? I mean, that's just conflating them. I think he almost throws you oh, off more yeah. because this guy was prior to Miles ever even being in. The yeah, picture. that's true. Yeah, that was um. Miles was competing against like her other yeah Miles. old boyfriend or whatever. Oh, Buzz. Yeah. No. no? Oh. So Charlie. <laughs> Al. <laughs> Al. Okay. Uh, you should have gotten that. Yeah. <laughs> Whose question is it? I guess it would be mine. Okay. Uh, whose mother did Dorothy claim drank grain alcohol out of a measuring cup? Whose mother? Yeah. I, I guess I'd have to go with uh, Rose's. I'm going to say hers. I'll say Sophia. Oh, well, yeah, I know who it is. Stan's. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give you three points since you... <laughs> <laughs> so now we're at a six to four. Okay. Ski's lead. Uh, where did Blanche meet Larry? Um, I'll say... That's some kind of special charity event. I'm going to go with the library. Uh, Dell's Route 1 Chevron. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I remember they like had a car accident or something, right? Yeah. Uh, Ski, uh, what was the address of the girl's house? Oh, the girl's house they live in? Yeah, the Golden Palace. I haven't the slightest, to be quite honest. I should know that, <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, 742 Evergreen Terrace. <laughs> nice. Uh, 6151 Richmond Street. Oh. Huh. I should put that to memory. Uh, Ski, who lived by one simple rule? Share your love with people today because they may be gone tomorrow. I'd say that one's Buzz. Uh, <laughs> Sophia. That's Blanche. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly confidence I said it with, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's sharing so much love. I'm, I'm, starting, get to, it? I'm starting to think the card was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Alan, uh, why was Dorothy concerned about her son Michael marrying the woman he loved? Because uh, of the age difference. Correct. Yep. Five Good to job. six now. Yep. Uh, Ski, uh, who pretended to be Anne Eggerman's daughter so Anna could visit her daughter's grave when she escaped from a nursing home? Sophia? That's no, Rose. Correct. Mm-hmm. Two points for Alan. Oh, in the train station. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Alan is now in the lead. 
Good job. Thank you. Uh, Ski, uh, who reasoned her desperate need to win money towards medical attention by saying, if I can't afford a new fall wardrobe, I'll never land myself a doctor. Blanche. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now we're tied up. Yep. Yeah. And Alan's about to take the lead. Uh, which U.S. president did Blanche claim that days after meeting her, public in, publicly admitted he had secretly lusted in his heart? Uh, Jimmy Carter. Yep. Uh, Ski, what prison did one of the potential housekeepers serve time at? Potential housekeepers? Yes. Uh, Rikers Island. San Quentin. Correct. Oh, good job. Thank you. Alan wins. Woohoo! Come from behind. Yeah. That's what he does. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For the win. <laughs> Always at someone else's expense, though. <laughs> That was pretty fun. Mm. Yeah. Let me go through a couple more bullet points. We'll play again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go double points where it really changes. Nice. <laughs> it was a hard one to recap. <laughs> <laughs> so the second act starts with the Goldens returning from the Gray Bar Motel. Sophia's bail was $5,000, and it's almost enough to get her to start pulling her punches. Mm-hmm. The doorbell rings, and it's Stanley Kamel playing their attorney, Herb Shrewsbury. And that's what I love about the Golden Girls. They're not afraid to switch it up. After six seasons of a Herb playing Stanley, they've finally given us a Stanley playing Herb. <laughs> that's good. That's real good. Thank you. <laughs> that was probably one of your most proud um, observations of yep. the episode. That and the Morse code joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what allows me to earn my keep tonight. Right. <laughs> Uh, Sophia again runs down a list of synonyms. I wish she'd have just stopped at my favorite shyster. Uh, mm. For those that don't know, shyster is derived from the German word scheiser, which means excrement. Oh, so, I did not realize that. Yeah, I didn't know it either until I, I was know related, looking I for content know. to pull out the salad. I think it's Yeah, I think probably so. <laughs> um, but you go to a lot more German websites than That's I do, right, so yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> defer to your judgment. <laughs> You are lot, the expert, yeah. A lot more German websites. <laughs> uh <-huh. Right. laughs> is that a, for car designs and whatnot. Exactly. Uh, is that a category on the Pornhub? Oh, I'm sure, probably, yeah. <laughs> but you're going to look real down upon if you don't pronounce it correctly. Yeah, did you, like, did you You're mean? a degenerate. Exactly. Yep. He's contacting the webmaster. Your subtitles are wrong. <laughs> Herb tells him, go ahead. I was going to say. Can I change my rating earlier? I think maybe a five uh -oh. for future women. So it's starting to go down a little bit. <laughs> I think a whole podcast where we do nothing but take shots at you would actually be the highest rated podcast on the internet. It really would. It really would. We get more than one review every 18 months. Right. <laughs> So Herb tells the Goldens that with the trial a month away, he's going to need some character witnesses. Um, if it's not too much trouble, he'd love to hang out with them for a bit while they tell tales of what they'd been up to the previous six seasons. Uh, the Goldens oblige him. They tell of the time that Blanche wanted to be a smut peddler and that Rose wanted to be an activist. And we spend the rest of the episode toggling back and forth between Sophia being unsure if she burned that motherfucker down and the other <laughs> Goldens telling tales out of school. Highlights include Dorothy and Sophia as Sonny and Cher, Sophia telling tawdry tales about a retired jeweler named Shlomo, and Alan's all-time favorite, I'm not incompetent. Mm -hmm. uh, long story short, it's another clip show episode, for better or worse. 
Yeah, I had a handful of lines that, you know, now granted, again, these aren't original lines since they yeah. were from prior episodes, uh, but I did love the part, uh, one of, this would be in my upper echelon of lines of all yeah. time, is uh, when Rose is asking Blanche, your loins have been on fire? Mm-hmm. What exactly are your mm-hmm. loins? Yeah. I didn't know people had loins. I've heard of loin of pork. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, that ties it all back around, one yeah. of our favorites. And of course, then try ten days without a bowel movement. Sometime, exactly. Yep. Good. Um, and then the I don't know why I raised my hand in yeah. reference to <laughs> meeting a dumb virgin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what else was there. The sudden share bit was like one of my favorite things they've done. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. great. That was really. Yeah, that's why I was just trying to cherry pick the stuff that we actually did enjoy previously. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth repeating. There was another one where. Um, I, I believe that Sophia was talking about, you know, some sort of a sex thing with, um, mm-hmm. you know, with Sal, or I can't remember what exactly the context of it was. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the next episode. No, I think that's still part of this episode, mm-hmm. um, at least okay. the one that I heard, because... It, the retired jeweler named Shlomo? Something like that, but anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that was, maybe it wasn't Sal, maybe it was someone else, um, but... They Dor- were Wolfies, and she's like, I called Wolfies, right. and she's it's like, wolf. I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, and then Dorothy says something that, uh, oh, yeah. about something I, being hair- she, horrible. Yeah, she imagined horrible things, but nothing quite as horrible as what she just mentioned. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and then, of course, as Brent said, it may be my favorite line of the entire series is the, mm-hmm. I'm not incompetent. Uh, one time when I laughed, I had a little accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorites ever, so. Yeah. So did you, uh, before I go over our guest actors in this uh, one, did you want to... I'd do another round of the game. Yeah, I was thinking this time I'd let um, Ski ask the questions, and then me and you will answer. Oh, okay. And then, like, we'll find out. Like, if you beat me, then obviously you're the champion. Right. And if I beat you, then it's a 1-1 tie, and we'll go to sudden death some other week. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give us a good shuffle, Alan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, shuffle, do whatever. Actually, now it makes sense, because... Yeah. Well, I think actually... Brent shuffled before he even put him away, though. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, mm. just do whatever you want, man. Just draw randomly from the middle. I don't care. He's got them in a very specific order. So. I think Ski just like put answers on front, questions on back. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all now. Yeah, the way Ski shuffles, he just puts them in a pile in the middle and mixes exactly. them around like a child. We're going to do a Jeopardy style. He's going to be like, Rose. <laughs> and we're going to be like, who was from St. Olaf? <laughs> we'll that, go would, that would be absolutely horrible. <laughs> so who are you asking a question to? All right. I'll let you keep score, too. Awesome, awesome. ASMR. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll How's go Angel with... doing? Have you heard from her? I haven't heard from her in a while. I hope she's still doing well. Her, and I haven't heard from Numi in a while, either. Mm-hmm. If either of you two are still out there listening, definitely drop us a line sometime. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you again. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, did you use just one uh, question from each card, or did you use the entire thing? I just went down the whole thing. Awesome. Since uh, Brent is the challenger, mm-hmm. I'm going to let him go first. That's, that's all right. That's totally fine. Yeah. I'll try to do the same thing he did. Okay. All right. What name did Blanche and Dorothy use as the person who responded to Rose's personal ad? Oh, um, oh Studs Nerdlinger. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, Frank. Isaac Newton. Ah. <laughs> I wouldn't have uh, remembered that myself. Yeah. Who did Rose see when she thought she had a near-death experience? Billy Barty. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was her dad. Uncle Johansson. Ah, oh, okay. When Rose asked where the wooden shoes she carved out of cheese went, who said, 
My mother spread them on the tiny windmill you built out of Triscuits. I don't recognize that one at all. That's no, but it seems so obvious, season though, still. Seven. And it's one of those things that, can they be wooden shoes if they're carved out of cheese? It does seem like, yeah. I mean, they could be shoes to imitate wooden yeah. shoes. Yeah, so they're, they're cheddar clogs. You're right. <laughs> cheddar clogs me, I know that. <laughs> but, um, so when Rose asked, were the wooden shoes... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to read it twice. I'm just as ignorant. Alan, did you... Well, yeah, it's obvious. It's Dorothy. It is Dorothy. Oh, okay. Because he says, like, my mother put them oh, on whatever. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, you've got to pay uh, attention to the question, not be thinking yeah. of your joke. So Alan gets two, right? He does, yeah. yeah. All right. Although the clog joke was funny, though. Oh, I get a half point. <laughs> no, but you can get a kudo. <laughs> <laughs> After Blanche's back went out during aerobics class... She complained to Dorothy that it had been how long since she'd enjoyed the company of a man. Three days? I think it was uh, ten days. Four days. Oh, uh, you were close. Mm-hmm. Um, in St. Olaf, mm-hmm. Christmas is not the holiday where they drink eggnog while wearing a cast iron brassiere. What holiday is? So, in, Christmas is not... The holiday they drink eggnog and wear wear an iron brazier. Oh, but what holiday is? Um, uh, Boxing Day. Saint Swithin's Day. <laughs> no. it's Easter. Easter. Oh. Oh, okay. As the three most important things in life, Sophia listed: number one, hold fast to your friends; number two, there's no such thing as security. What was number three? And never have too many fingerprints on a blunt object. Uh, don't yes. eat. Don't eat too much cheese. You would not have got this. <laughs> <laughs> don't go see Ishtar. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> the way you said that was like Brent might have gotten that, but I would no, not no, have neither, gotten yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you you check it. the judges and see if they'll accept that. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep it going. Uh, what dessert helped the girls bond when they first moved in together? <laughs> Even though it took like season three, I'm still going to say cheesecake. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, chocolate cake. Oh, man, I don't know who to give it to. It's chocolate cheesecake. Oh, well, that's brand. Cheesecake, yeah. cheesecake is yeah. the primary yeah. thing there. So then now, the cheese. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What movie that Sophia couldn't keep her son... Phil from <laughs> later made her suspect he might be gay. Mm. Ishtar, I guess I go with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's all those gladiator pictures. It is gladiator. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Gladiator was not the movie though that irritates me on that question. <laughs> he didn't go to see Russell Crowe's Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just all those gladiator movies. Yeah. So. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, Brent said it exactly right. Yeah. The card's a little misleading, though. Who noticed the change of life didn't change her life? Uh, I guess I'm going to go with uh, Dorothy. No. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Blanche. No, Sophia. Mm. All right, who did Blanche share a glass of punch with at her spring cotillion? A uh, ham lush bow. No. Um, George. I don't even remember his name. Bobby Buck McAllister. Mm-hmm. Where was the top secret base Dorothy claimed 
Jeffrey, spelled like my name, mm-hmm. was being <laughs> transferred to when he dumped her. How let's see, uh, Fort Knox. No. Cuba? The Aleutian Islands. Mm-hmm. You guys know where that's at? Mm-hmm. Not the ocean. My head, yeah. I think Aleutian Islands are off uh, the, the trail of islands off of uh, Alaska. Mm, okay. That's what I said in the ocean. Yeah. Well, you're right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Man, I should have just listened to it. Right. <laughs> Who said, well, like any good story, mine was deliberately ambiguous, thus affording the listener the opportunity to glean from it what he, whatever he may. I remember that uh, line. Sophia, right? No. I guess I'm going to go with Blanche then. It's Blanche. Yep. Wow. So what, Frank got five now? I five do. to one? Yes. Five to two. Five, five to two, two, yeah. Oh, okay. Because you got the uh The only reason Dorothy I got one. that one right is because you weren't listening to it. I wasn't. <laughs> I was too busy trying to come up with snarky comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. You get those instantly, so it's about to change. Wait, whose question is it? It's still his, yeah. right? Yeah, because he got the last one right. Yeah. What type of animals did the girls consider breeding for fur? <laughs> that would be minks. It is minks. <laughs> All right, so you God is one. my witness. I'd have said chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brent. Like, I'm glad I didn't blurt it out. Right. <laughs> you would have thrown him off. He was like, uh, so you like that's right, chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> Final answer. Whose father didn't like his daughter dating a British exchange student saying, the language barrier would never let the relationship work out. <laughs> Rose. Yes. Hmm. So six three, correct? Correct. Yes. And then it goes back to you then. Yep. Uh, who told Stan when he was depressed, you'll watch an old Barnaby Jones eat half eat a half a gallon of rum raisins, throw up, and fall asleep in your kimono. Um, I'm gonna guess that uh, that was Sophia that told him that? Nope. Dorothy? Yeah. Mm. That, was a, that was a one or two, in my yeah. opinion. So, boy, Brent's, Brent's just about uh, ready to finish this one off. Eight to three. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Blanche's attraction to what veterinarian helped her realize menopause had not impacted her sex drive? Mm. Name of the guy, it looks like. I'm going to go with uh, Fred. I don't know, but... Um, oh, Dr. Yeah. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Fred. <laughs> you have a guess? Is this is Dr. Do- Dr. Doolittle. Parks. Mm. Dr. Parks. I would just remember that. Oh, yeah. Dr. Fred Parks. Remember? Yeah. I, I'd be willing to look up real fast. No, no. I'm positive that's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the dentist and librarian in St. Olaf? Who was the dentist and librarian in St. Olaf? Uh, I don't know. Charlie. Billy no. Barty. Ernest Minky. Mm. This one we might get. Who explained <laughs> to her son-in-law in regards to her, or to his cheating on her daughter? Let me start over. Who explained to her son-in-law in regards to his cheating on her daughter that, quote, seeing your child hurt is worse than any pain you can possibly feel yourself? Sophia. No. Dorothy. Yes. So. That's, game. that's it. <laughs> so uh, now Brent and I are technically tied now with one win apiece. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's go to sudden death. So Brent gets the question first since he won the right. game against the two of us. So, so it's like next person to get a question right wins? Basically, yeah. Okay. All right. 
think that's the only way that I'm going to come out on top. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I'm being fair enough to let you take the first step. But yeah. just just go back and forth, though, as far as who gets the question. Yes, that sounds totally fair. Mm-hmm. All right. Who applied? Oh, who's first? Then? Brent. Brent. Brent, I'll go first, yeah. Who applied to start an unauthorized chapter of the Elvis Presley Honka Honka Burning Love fan club? Rose. Yes. That's correct. So. <laughs> Congratulations, Brent. Thank you. Well, I'm saying, well should, should we give you a chance to, like, compete? Oh, sh- sure. I guess you can give you a one, more, one more question. Yes, so, it'll be like, so it'll become, like, the first person who misses a question yeah, now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So it'll power me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, maybe. <laughs> Which of Rose's uncles had a... You don't need to even read the rest. I'll go with Gunther. <laughs> Big Gunther or Little Gunther? You're right! Yeah! I'm going to read this now. Yeah, i got to hear the question, see if there's some <laughs> cheating going on. What? <laughs> Which of Rose's uncles had a Caesar salad complex? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, that. Wow. I'm beyond impressed. Don't give, give him his point. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's well earned. <laughs> now, Brent, you need to answer this question without listening to it. <laughs> exactly. I have to get it in fewer than two I words. <laughs> I will hold no such standard. <laughs> Who told Blanche? Big deal. More people get to kiss you than the Phillips ring. Uh, Sophia. No. Ooh, so this is my chance then. You, do we give them the same question? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I guess that, if it's not Sophia, i got to go with Dorothy. It is Dorothy. Yes. Good job. So, pulled that one. I feel like I deserve the win with that Gunther one. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say that was impressive. Did you remember her? I mean, I did remember the name Gunther, um, but (laughs) it could have been not necessarily. Out of the sky, we've been watching a lot of Friends. (laughs) It sounds Norwegian. Is that it then? That is it. Alan is the uh, supreme leader in our uh, Mm -hmm. very local chapter of the (laughs) our unofficial. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good job, friends. Well, we do have two guest actors in that episode, um, just to get back on track. You can take this and bronze it, Alan. <laughs> Real quick, let me point out on the score sheet. Yes. You know, I was like, okay, you know, I put out Alan and Steve. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then it was time for the next round, so I was like, okay, Alan and Branch. And then the third round, Steve's like, I'm going to put Alan over here. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I felt the first one was arbitrary. The second one, Brent, was the uh, challenger. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> and Brent wins, so then Alan's the challenger. That's okay. reasonable. Well, anyway, we had a uh, Stanley Camel. Uh, he played, he played Herb. Mm-hmm. 150 titles to his name. This is his first of two Golden Girls, although his second one is next week. Yep. Um, 44 uh, episodes as uh, 44 episodes on Monk as Dr. Mm-hmm. Charles Kroger. Yep. He was also on. Uh, he had a lot of things where he was on eight, seven, six episodes though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Beverly Hills 90210, Murder One, Melrose yeah. Place, Cagney yes. and Lacey. Little Star Trek. Yeah, he did. He has an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation as a uh, Kashiki, mm-hmm. um, or Koshki, I should say. Um, one episode of the uh, Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. as Gary. He was in Captain America 2, mm-hmm. uh, Death Too Soon, um, mm-hmm. which was a TV movie. Yeah. And then last thing, 182 episodes on Days of Our Lives as uh, Eric 
heaters or something like that. Yeah. So, and then we also had a uh, Richard Ritchie. Is, mm-hmm. is that his name? Richard Ryle. Oh, Ryle. Thank you. My my type my my uh, handwriting was awful on these notes here. It's the comic sans use. Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he played a Detective Perez, um, or Perez, or whatever it was. He has a lot of titles to his name. 421 titles to his name. Mm-hmm. This is technically, it says, his first two Golden Girls. But his second Golden Girls is the sequel episode to this. And I don't believe he actually appeared in it. I yeah, think I that think it was does. just his flashback portion when they're, like, previously on. Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, so I don't really... I consider this to be his only Golden Girls, personally. Yeah. He had 421 titles to his name, several Star Treks, and not a lot of things that I think the three of us would be that into, but he was in Star Trek Enterprise, um, one episode as Dr. Jeremy Lucas, Star Trek Voyager for two episodes as uh, Seamus Driscoll, and an episode of Star Trek uh, The Next Generation as uh, Bataille. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was also, as I had mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, Tom Smykowski in Office Space, yeah. uh, which uh, I really enjoyed his part there. Yeah. And then I know he was also in a couple other big ones, Casino and uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas as mm-hmm. well. I thought it was funny. He did play Bob Bigelow in Deuce Bigelow. Mm-hmm. So I, is that Deuce's dad? I don't know if it is or not. I wouldn't <laughs> I would assume, assume so. I would, you don't think so? Well, I mean, I don't believe that Bigelow was his actual name in that. Or no, I guess it was. Because Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo. Yeah, I bet you're right. Yeah, yeah. Bob Bigelow would have been his dad. So, um, But anyways, uh, so Ski, how many, or who was your MVP of this episode? I wrote down National Guard today. Oh, nice. Uh, I said Dorothy. And uh, I thought it was good that she bailed out her mother. Fair enough. How about mm-hmm. you, Brent? Uh, Stanley Camille. Okay. That's fair. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot going on in this episode that was new content. Mm-hmm. I might give mine to Sophia. I thought that for the limited amount of mm-hmm. you know, screen time, she did the best. Yeah. And then how many slices of cheesecake for you, Ski? 2.5. I, uh, I don't like... Uh, flip shows. Flip shows as much. And I detest that they had the, no evidence. Mm-hmm. It's all here say, like... We're bringing you in, like like I can I can see that they could probably ask her to come in mm-hmm. politely for questioning, but with no evidence, I don't think you can physically I don't think you can arrest them, can they? They didn't have any evidence that they were prostitutes, but they still arrested them for that. Well, I won't argue that either. <laughs> I'm just saying, we, cops were always ruining a good time, so it makes sense that they yeah. were hollering. Dade County don't want to get arrested, apparently. Exactly. Right? Meanwhile, the Nug Man's running free. <laughs> So how many slices for you, Brent? Uh, Three and a half. I gave it the same. I mean, it it was a good enough clip show. I didn't have the problems with the, you know, legal ramifications (laughs) that he did. But yeah, I I actually thought, as far as the, you know, overarching thing of the episode, I thought it was a solid clip show. Yeah. You know, premise. Um, Exactly. But I thought the clips were fine. They Mm -hmm. were good clips, but it wasn't anything that blew me away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that kind of, at this point, unless they want to double back and show the same clips that they've showed in previous clip shows, right? they're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> like they're kind of limited to seasons five and six. Pretty much, yeah. Or, or yeah, like you said, the kind of low-end ones from mm-hmm. prior. So. Yeah. Oh, this may be the maybe the third time we've seen the Sonny and Cher bit. Yeah. Quite possibly. Mm-hmm. But it is one of the best costumes they ever have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. All right. Well, until uh, next week. Stay golden, Coco. Word. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. 
If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. <laughs> yeah. Ski likes to crank his shaft. <laughs> Test. Bolshevik. <laughs> yeah, everything does appear to be working at this point. Um, That's half the battle. Right. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, my uh, 90 day summary support level from Dell Basic. Um, mm. I'm going to need to go over this for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that together, though. I mean, as a group. Mm hmm. That does sound like fun. Um, and, and we should record is it, it because u- it sounds is it like a user agreement of sorts. Yeah, mm-hmm. something of that nature. What could be fun? More fun than that, really. Mm-hmm. And we, entertaining yeah. for those listening. Yeah. Uh, we could record ourselves playing Heads Up 7 Up. Right. <laughs> yeah. I imagine the people <laughs> at home would be like, I have a Dell. Let me go over mine and we'll do it like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody get your Dells together. <laughs> um. Yeah, when we, change, when we turn the page. We'll make a chime. Yeah. Bling. <laughs> I don't think we'll be turning pages. Is like if I scroll was, down yeah. a page. Or yes. There you go. All right. Yeah, Good. a lot of times it's only like a page of like PDF. You're up first, right, bro? Correct. All I knew was I was last. Important. We need to get this thing taller. Maybe you need to get shorter. That's not. That is not going to work. <laughs> you don't know. Do you want a book or something go. underneath it? You <laughs> didn't fucking move it at all. <laughs> just moved around. Like, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm sure that people will really appreciate the adjustment mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. Exactly. Coming to them in stereo. <laughs> right. <laughs> That technical adjustment. Mm-hmm. What were we at, uh, like, like status-wise? Were we fifth-rate podcast now? Uh, or seventh or something? Yeah, maybe fourth. I don't know. I yeah. forget. I feel like we're, we're moving up the charts. We're never going to be first or second-rate well, or third-rate. Yeah. I think I that think adjustment maybe topping it out, at least but. got us a half step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we'll hit, um, like, third-rate okay. if we actually complete and get every episode. That seems but fair. I think completion is just, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Like, if we get that, then, you now, know, Now, completion, is that out. season seven, or is that also Golden, Golden Palace? Palace? That's Golden Palace. Yeah, and I think it also has to be the final part of the season, too. I think, like, if we stopped without at least, even if we did one summary episode at the end, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the playoff, you know, mm-hmm. format we've talked about, yeah. I think you have to at least have that one wrap-up episode. Yeah. I think as long as we complete the, um, you know, the mission statement of determining which is yeah. Sophia's choice. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but Fair enough. I will tell you, though, there are some days when, when preparing for these things that I think, why did I let Brent talk me into Golden Palace? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we'd be down to the last season right now. <laughs> but anyways. How many episodes is Golden Palace? Did you guys look it up? It's like 24. Yeah. So it's about the same. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's essentially one extra season. It's not yeah. no more, a little less, I guess, technically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Probably get screwed though because there's probably not a clip show. Yeah, <laughs> it would be funny if there was one. Though. There's several. Yeah. <laughs> you say there was some show you watched where like the second episode was a clip show. The um the clerk's cartoon. Oh okay. Oh yeah yeah. 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 I think I remember that. Yeah. Speaking Which of, 
This is pretty great. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> show. Um, I did a sorry. Rewatched uh, Clerks two, and then for the first time watched Clerks three the oh, other day. What's think of it? Um, like Clerks two, legit. It's like one of the all time greatest sequels. You know, I think I can't say enough good about that movie. As far as Clerks three goes, I definitely think he overestimated the acting talents of Dante oh. and Randall. <laughs> I don't think they were equipped to handle some of the heavier material he mm-hmm. was throwing at them. Um, like, I was still glad I saw it, and there were some good moments in there. And admittedly, you know, it did sort of, you know, get me, you know, just because, you know, if I see a middle-aged white guy suffering, I'm... Like, <laughs> right. finally, someone cares about exactly. me. My, my story is being told. Exactly. My plight's being represented. <laughs> Instant but, empathy, right? Yeah, no. yeah. So, um, yeah, Fine. no, it was good. It was definitely worth checking out. You guys would like it, I think. It's weird though. Like I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've seen everything else. Like I, I, at some point, I saw the Jane Silent Bob reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, I barely remember it at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen. I guess I've never seen Yoga Hosers either. Oh, that's good. Uh, but it's funny because I feel like with Kevin Smith, you guys ever see Vulgar? Well, that's Brian Johnson, but now I haven't yeah. seen yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's no. what I've heard. Um, ha- yeah. Have you watched that before? Yeah, it, it lives up to the name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's weird with Kevin Smith's career because it seems like he plateaued around Clerks 2, mm-hmm. then did some other things on that plateau, at least as far as budget and mm-hmm. quality of the, of the, I don't know, production quality. Mm-hmm. And then those didn't go well. And yeah. then ever since then, it's like he's gone into just making B-type quality mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Um, and I do, so because I rewatched um, Zack and Mary for the first time. It's only my second time ever seeing it. Mm. Um, and then as well as Cop Out. Um, and both of those, you know, I like much better this time around. And I don't know if that's because, you know, just comparative to everything else that he's done post Clerks <laughs> 2. Yeah. I've only watched those two once as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Say I'm probably in the same boat too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. it, it's a shit. Well, I think with both of those, the thing that's a little unfair is that as a Kevin Smith fan, at least, mm-hmm. you go into it comparing it to the U.S. universe mm-hmm. and that brand of comedy and everything yeah. else. And it's Those not, are definitely outside the room. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's even if he's putting his best effort in on those, mm-hmm. if you go in expecting it to be another Kevin mm-hmm. Smith movie, yeah. so to speak, it's not going to live up to that. Yeah. There was one part, um, it's probably my least favorite part of all of Clerks 3. Um, do you know, can I just mention like high level, the plot? Yeah, whatever? that's fine. Okay, mm-hmm. so basically... Uh, uh, Randall's like, you know, I've wasted my life. I'm going to make a movie, and we're just going to set it here in the quick stop, you know? Okay. Very Which, well, and, it, and it covers a lot of the same beats that Zach and Mary did oh, okay. <laughs> as far as, like, <laughs> making a movie where you work or whatever. Mm. But anyways, there was one part where one of the uh, quote-unquote actors in his movie, like, improvised a line, and Randall was like, who the fuck are you, Seth Rogen? <laughs> and I was like, well, I think that's just kind of catty yeah. you know, I think I think Seth Rogen you know at that time probably could have been paid more money to make a different movie right <laughs> but so I don't know does, does he have a bone to pick with Seth Rogen I've I, nev- I mean never he's not worked with him since then mm. but like yeah I, didn't know just that, a good I just assumed that jab or something you know? yeah I don't know I just but it's one of those things that I think Seth Rogen's probably a decent improviser, you know, yeah. and he's probably used to working with Judd Apatow and thinks, oh, I'm allowed yeah. to or whatever. Right. I just didn't like the whole moment. Well, yeah, especially without having any context of him saying it, and it just does make it seem like a shitty jab. Like, yeah. it could be a completely good-natured thing where the two of them joke about it, Yeah, and it was a shout-out to him as yeah. opposed to a jab, but with 
if that's not the case, then yeah. it just sounds like a, mm-hmm. you know, kind of underhanded thing. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he has to take shots at Seth Rogen because it's a little uh, uncouth to take them at uh, Bruce Willis at this point. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I heard he had like so he's got some kind of uh, disease or something. Can't act yeah, anymore, right? Yeah, brain mm-hmm. degenerative. What's that? Alpecia. Yeah. <laughs> so he's lost his hair, so now he can't act anymore. That's not cool. No That's one wants to bald Bruce Willis. Very exactly. Sad, uh, I will say that the longer his hair is, usually the better the actor he is. Have to think about that. I don't know if that's completely true, but mm. although I guess his hair length, there's not that much variation. <laughs> <laughs> like he's never had a bob. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. It's not like he was rocking a fro and Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> although, how would that have changed the plot? My hair's stuck in the like when he's like crawling through the uh, vents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that would have been an, an odd choice. It would have been an odd choice. Crawl into the beloved air ducts. though, right? <laughs> yes. Crawl into the air ducts. Come out to the coast. Get a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> or just like layers. Just like, mm-hmm. He's always adjusting his hair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a Keanu Reeves kind of uh, situation. <laughs> Whoa. That's another movie that uh, no or more series. like clueless. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't either. <laughs> the John Wicks, mm-hmm. yeah, I, and that the previews for that new one looked good too. Mm-hmm. Everything has looked good. Yeah, just, I've never seen any of the John Wicks actually. Yeah. Maybe we should have like a John Wicks a thon sometime. I would mm-hmm. watch all of them. I've heard they're That'd really good. Fun. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe this summer, um, if you guys haven't gotten around to it, Sherry, when Sherry and Gwen go for um, play think, yeah. you two can come over and we can bang out like. I don't like that term. Okay. <laughs> yeah. it sounds more like a whack-a-thon no more. than a wickathon. <laughs> sounds more like a whackathon than a wickathon. <laughs> okay, well we can watch. We'll, uh, we'll get out with our wicks out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, but that would be I think we should try to tentatively plan that. Okay. Uh, so sometime in June. Okay. All right. You guys ready to start the episode now? Rock sure. forward. <laughs>